Hey guys, welcome back to the Smile the Leather Cricket Podcast, where we discuss all things cricket from an average Joe's perspective. I'm Adit. Joining me as always is my co-host Gaurav, and our two guests Nikhil and Jayant. And uh, we are going to be continuing our Team of the Decade series with the latest edition being the ODI Team of the Decade for 2010 to 2019. Just a side note: if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, we'll have a link in the show notes for you to check us uh, check our. Test team of the decade out, and without any further ado, let's get straight into it. So, gents, the ODI format has had an interesting decade, going through a multitude of changes, right from uh, the introduction of two new balls back in 2010, and then the int- rule of uh, two bouncers being allowed. somewhere in 2012 and then uh, we we know the uh, multitude of iterations that the power play restrictions have gone through so it's been a very interesting decade for odi cricket and on that note gorov why don't you start us off with your openers for this decade openers are simple uh, i've gone with rohit sharma uh, 8249 runs at 53 and since he was promoted to bat to, uh, to open the innings he is been averaging uh, somewhere around 60 uh 60.1 28 centuries uh, and that average is uh, by far uh, the best in the odi cricket history now when you actually look at the all time great openers uh, in odi cricket you talk about the tendulkar sanjay suryas hayden gilchrist and in earlier times it was hins uh, and greenwich but for me he would be like in the top 3 odi openers of all time and in the would be definitely in the reckoning or in my all time odi 11 as well uh, just the class that he uses uh, scores more, um, eight scores of 150 plus and those clu odi games those kind of scores if your opening batsman can get you centuries and big centuries pretty much seals the game for you and 264 in an odi game i chill can get my head around that that uh, inning so that one is pretty much you know uh, unbreakable yeah uh, is a pretty much straight for choice for me the second one again sashri mamla now uh, he pretty much went under the radar i feel with likes of devilius and decock in the south african team but then when you look at his stats in this uh, decade he had that uh, phase where very few batsmen had have that kind of uh, form going uh, into their career he averages uh, just below 50 and is the second highest uh, run scorer as an opener in this decade 25 centuries uh, and uh, 26 centuries in fact 33 50 so that great conversion rate as well and striking at 89 so uh, I, uh, his i think watching rohit sharma and hashim amla bat together would be a sight uh, class batting and uh, uh, although he is not uh, uh, is not known for hitting sixes but then we know rohit sharma likes to take time in the beginning but he's he hits a lot of boundaries uh, talking about hashim amla he hits the second most uh, boundaries this decade after virat kohli and rohit sharma uh, so that's the third so yeah that would help to get the maximum out of the party these two are my openers and they are gone openers now we also have other contenders in the form of shikhar dhawan who's a little bit under rohit sharma's shadow tilshan martin guptil quinton de kock uh, there are a lot of names tamim tamim iqbal and some love for irish cricket 
Paul Sterling, who's in the top 25 run scorers for this decade. So there's a lot of choices there. Nikhil, who have you gone for? Well, I know you don't prefer Australian cricket, but then you need, uh, you should mention David Warner as well. I think he needs some mention for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just missed out. Uh, it just slipped out of the top of my head. But yeah, Nikhil, you can go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I'm sure Andrew Strauss is a part of your uh, ODI team of the decade. <laughs> Let's hope for that. But yeah, jokes apart. Um, I think my first choice is, well, a pretty obvious one. It's Rohit Sharma. You cannot really, you know see him or avoid him there. 57.88 average as an opener, which is highest. Six centuries in a World Cup. Uh, mind you, 2019 was the second World Cup that he was playing in a 50-over. Uh, three double centuries. I mean, come on, man. There are teams who have won defending 264 and 208. And then there's this man who's actually scored them individually. Um, a fighter of a cricketer, I would say. You know, a slow starter. You may you see people are actually hitting them if he actually get going or not. But when he gets going, he's bloody dangerous. You know, when you have teams coming in New Zealand, Australia, into into India and you want your openers to fire and he's always there, you know, three-match series, five-match series, he's definitely scored at least two centuries. Um, he's got a conversion rate of 79.2%. That is when he scored more than, eight, when he crosses 80, he's definitely scoring 100. And that is, I think like Gaurav said, he's definitely there as one of the top openers in the world. Nobody would have expected him to be there. Maybe it was just a trial and error move in Champions Trophy 13, but I think he's proved his worth. Um, second opener is like a very interesting choice. It's TM Dilshan from Sri Lanka. I think we've seen him play. He's been really attacking on the front foot. Like like Gaurav said again, Rohit Sharma likes to take his such time. So Dilshan is someone who likes to go after the bowling. You know, we've seen him score centuries against India, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, England, you know, name it and he's got it there. Averages 40 as an opener, has 10,000 plus runs. You know, he's to take your team tops to a flyer. Not to forget the 160 not out against India where eventually Virat Kohli came and showed his class but I think he's one hell of a player. So these are two main openers. That's an interesting choice, and I think that'll bring up a good debate. Uh, but before we go there, Giant, who are your openers? Uh, I'm picking the Gaurav picks. I'm going with uh, Rohit Sharma and Hashim Amla. Uh, Rohit Sharma, well, because uh, from a batsman who transitioned mainly from a middle order bat on uh, the start of his career, someone started opening for India. Uh, I think he's done extremely well. Uh, obviously, like he's you know scored those double hundreds. He, he has you know he's you know, start slowly, but then, you know, once he gets going, you know, it turns out to be a very good inning. So, yeah, obviously, Rohit Sharma, and I don't think I can add anything to that. And then uh, my second pick, Hashim Amla, I think, uh, I mean, I think I mentioned the death side as well. I think uh, he's the fastest, you know, ODA run since 1,000, 7,000. So, you know, he's got that first up to all the way up to 7,000. And, you know, obviously, he's a very good bat. He has good averages in both England and South Africa, and a decent average in India as well, decent ODA average in India as well. So he's performed well. He's done it everywhere, and you know the quality batsman. And at one point, he uh, he was on par with Abdi Villiers in you know just batting. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I think I'm going for the same choices there. Just like you'll have been singing praises for Rohit Sharma, I think he sort of picks himself. And um, Hashim Amla as well. Like um, he's the third highest run scorer this decade. Averages almost a 50, strikes the ball um, at 90, which uh, probably is a little bit surprising considering um, uh, he's known to be more of a, a, a timer of the ball rather than that um, uh, striking player. Now, we've also, uh, we did consider TM Dilshan in the form of Nikhil's choice. Uh, that's an interesting choice. He's um, the seventh highest run scorer this decade. 
Um, but then if you compare him to Amla and um, given the fact that Dilshan just played for half of the decade, what made you choose him over, say, someone like an Amla or a Warner or um, the other openers who played for the entire decade? I think that's a very good question. And Amla was my second choice. It is very confusing between Amla and Dilshan. But uh, only looking at the fact that, you know, we all know Rohit Sharma takes his own time to settle in. Uh, you know, he plans his innings or he plays the new ball away. And Dilshan is someone you know, who likes to take the attack to the cleanest. I wouldn't say he's on Sewak, but he was somewhere close to him in you know taking the team off to the start and not having second thoughts and you know going after the bowlers. So you know that was the kind of uh, combination I was looking at. Say one who's taking his time and one is being aggressive. But I think Hashim Amla is quite a quality player, and um, yeah, I think he he was there in my second choice. But I just felt you know the combination that goes in is very important, and hence Dilshan. Anything to add? Um... Nick, I mean, Giant or Kaurav? Well, uh, Dilshan, 6,296 at 44 this decade. So, uh, unsurprisingly, he has a lower strike rate than uh, Amla's. You know, on the outside, it seems like uh, he's been striking more, but then inside strike rate is 87, not uh, much lower than that of Amla's. Uh, at 44, so, uh, and if you compare it to Amla's, it's 50. Plus, uh, the thing that I... I'm most impressed about Amla is the conversion rates. It's 2600s, and there was a time where he went uh, is per. Uh, I mean, he was scoring centuries, some three and a half innings per game, some uh, somewhere on those lines, which is, uh, I mean, which has never happened before in, uh, in the history of ODI cricket. So uh, I can't look past Amla. Dilshan, for sure, it, he had that period between 2009 to 2015 where uh, he was on top of his game. Uh, 2015, he had a great World Cup, if I remember. And uh, for sure, he, he is should be in the consideration. Uh, in fact, for other openers as well, Warner, Shikhar Dhawan, as you mentioned. But then I think Rohit Sharma and Hashim Amla were uh, much above uh, compared to the other guys. Points very well made there from both of you. In fact, yeah, as you mentioned, Dilshan was uh, the 2011 World Cup's highest run scorer. So uh, that's that's fair play to him. But I think um, for our common team of the decade, Rohit Sharma and Hashim Amla have got the most votes. And I think they are set in as our openers. Um, unlucky there, a little bit Nikhil. But then, yeah, we move. Um, and now we'll move on to our middle order. Uh, so that would consist of your three, four and five. Nikhil, who have you gone for? So, uh, my 3 4 5 is uh, 3 is a pretty, pretty obvious choice. It's Virat Kohli. I mean, there's not much you can say about this man as a player. 12,000 runs, 43 centuries, a master in the chase. Um, you know, I think 20 plus centuries in chasing. And, you know, he's, you know, no matter what the score has been there, he's taken the team through. Um, you know, a brilliant batsman. We saw him in the, we saw his glimpse in the 2010. Uh, Series again, New Zealand, he scored a century, then came the World Cup, he scored a century against Bangladesh. A very promising 30 versus Sri Lanka in the ODIs. And, you know, then it was just the rise of Virat Kohli, you know, the innings, again, innings at Hobart against Sri Lanka, the Asia Cup 100 against Pakistan, which is his highest score. And if there were two knocks that I would really love watching of Virat Kohli was the 105 or 6 in Adelaide versus Pakistan in World Cup 15. And the second one would be during the chase, which is the 122 versus England in Pune in 2017. I think if you talk about these two knocks, it is all about his composure rather than his aggression. He, you know, played out the main bowlers, took the team to the uh, to a good score and winning spot. So, um, pure class this man is. Uh, so my number four is another classy player, 
I mean, if Virat Kohli is there, AB Devils has to be there. You know, uh, one of the brilliant strikers of the ball. Uh, not to forget how good he was in the 2015 series against India. Three centuries, uh, he took the Man of the Series award. Uh, not to forget, it was a very strong Indian team that they defeated as a 3-2 series. And the 100-year-old record in Mumbai was brilliant. Uh, he had a tremendous World Cup 15. You know, he was he played the, as a captain, he, as a player. He was beautiful. His batting was just outstanding. Not to forget uh, his 2013 series against the West Indies. 14 series against England. So, I think uh, there's a lot to talk about the man. And uh, he's definitely, you know, so with someone who's rightfully to go there. Number five is, well, one of the best all-rounders of the decade, Ben Stokes. A strike rate of 93, economy of six in an ODI game. I mean, you'd probably never find such an effective all-rounder who can bat at number five with your best batsman of the team and also get some quick runs. Not to forget how much on song he was in the 2019 World Cup. And as you speak about Ben Stokes, a player from England, Adit had a wide smile. But, well, that's how good a player he is and definitely my number five. So, it's Kohli, Devilers and Ben Stokes. That's a strong uh, three, four, five there. Uh, Giant, what are you going for? Uh, so, number, number three is Virat Kohli. Uh, I mean, Virat Kohli, like, like what Nickel, just adding on to what Nickel said, uh, he's extremely good at chasing. His average just pops up incredibly high when compared to like, you know, batting first hand chasing. He's going good everywhere. He's batting good everywhere. Uh, he's had amazing knocks at the Asia Cup against, you know, crunch games against Pakistan. He's done well at World Cup. He's done well everywhere. And, you know, he's basically India's standout batsman of the generation. And then, uh, so, you know, nothing we nothing to really add on, on that. And then number four would be ABD Villiers, uh, you know, someone who's on par with Kohli, uh, batsman of generation and, you know, like someone who can play all over the park, someone who's, he's also has the fastest ODA century as well. So, you know, he has all that going for him and he's hit like, you know, just an extraordinary batsman who can bat you know, at any, any, any given situation. Someone who can change the way he bats. He can bat slow, he can bat fast. He's already an all-round batsman. And then uh, my number five, uh, you know, would be a left-hander. I wanted to go for a left-hander, so that would be on Morgan. Uh, you know, so he can chip into the captaincy. Uh, I know, obviously, statistically, on Morgan probably, you know, uh, wouldn't match up with, you know, some of the picks in this uh, video. But I think uh, he's someone, you know, who has... To someone who can just come pick it up, you know, which is very important in ODI cricket, uh, three four can come pick it up. He, you know, he's a great captain. He basically changed England. I think the entire uh, England winning the World Cup should go down to Ian Morgan. So you know, I think he's someone who gives something extra to the team. So I think I would go to Ian Morgan as my number five. Points very well made there, especially for number five. But then Gaurav, who are your three, four, and five? Uh, firstly, I'm. Uh, kind of surprised. We have, I mean, we have no doubts regarding Kohli in the ODIs, unlike the, the test team that we had. So, yeah, he's done decently right now. 11,000 runs at 60. Uh, guys do that. But uh, 42 centuries, uh, scoring at 70 in the second innings. Uh, average of 96 in successful run chases. Those are insane, insane numbers. Uh, hasn't happened in ODI cricket before. And uh, look, he is the greatest ODI batsman alongside Tendulkar and Vivian Richards. Uh, for sure. Uh, the, I mean, it's strange, you know, how his aggression that we see and that doesn't reflect on his batting in the way uh, that it, uh, you know, stops him or uh, from scoring runs. He looks... The, uh, the thing that strikes you about Kohli in a chase is the calmness. Uh, you feel like you can get anything and not many players are able to do so even 
in uh, today's cricket uh, we have great chasers but uh, i think he's re- redefined the way uh, how chases are done in odi cricket and uh, when you talk about kohli and the average of 60 you think it's great but when you come to de villiers he's averaged 64 and striking and 109 then you think kohli is kind of below par right but then, yeah de villiers again uh, i mean the Uh, there are players uh, where you associate some tags, and I think he, the genius word is something that you should associate with De Villiers. Something that a Brian Lara was in his time uh, gives so much happiness to people wherever he plays. Uh, and I haven't seen a more popular player in India uh, than De Villiers. There was a game in Dharamshala where, I mean, people were cheering for him against India. Uh, so just goes on to show how much people love him and yeah it's once in a generation cricketer got to have him for sure man number 5 is an englishman but then uh, not owen morgan it's uh, josh butler now look josh butler his uh, average is 40.88 and striking in 120 now uh, that i mean today's times when uh, the restrictions are uh, that only four players are allowed between overs 10 and 40 then so i want a player who can do like ridiculous things in the middle of overs uh, we have got players like rohit sharma hashim amla and kohli who know how to build the innings and probably striking at run a ball but if you are uh, say 40 overs and 210 or 220 and uh, you want to go on to score 350 uh, josh butler is the man uh, i mean striking 120 it's the highest average in odi cricket for someone scoring over 3500 runs and uh, i is remember a game against australia where they're looking for a whitewash i think it was in manchester uh, they were nine down and uh, he completely blew them away i think it was adil rashid batting alongside him and not in the manner in which he did it uh, it was complete domination against a bowling lineup which has hazelwood and cummins and probably I, i don't remember whether the stark wasn't there or no but then uh, he has been i think uh, the best uh, chaser post ms dhoni in this era so uh, josh butler got to have in your team uh, today's day we see even 350 achieves and he is that player where if you have him in the dugout the other team would plan accordingly and uh, save the fast bowlers and totally changes the tactics i want that kind of player in my team so josh butler it is now we've had a pretty much three and four set in with um, virat kohli and ab revillers you know both of them averaging above 60 and uh, as you all mentioned like just both are geniuses but also one important thing to note is that we talk about batting partnerships and when you have two best mates there i think there's nothing better at 3 and 4 but now moving on to 5 i think we have some interesting choices there with nikhil going for stokes jayant going for morgan and um, gorov going for josh butler now personally i had a few contenders down for number 5 i'm going to start off with ross taylor i think um, he has to be given a special mention um, number 5 in the run scorers list for this decade averaged 54 6000 plus runs striking at 84 um and if you remember ross taylor uh, towards the early part of the decade he was uh, predominantly a leg side player just smashing sixes down cow corner 
and then he got found out um and he he had to predominant like change his game completely and now he's more of an offside dominant player and that shows great character uh, especially from um uh, for someone who's been playing the game for so long so he was a good contender there uh, sangakara he's played only for 5 years in this decade but you'd be surprised to know that he's number 6 on that list um and if you look at a classy player i think sangakara definitely comes to mind he is that flamboyant left-hander and to my mind i do do not seem to recall teams having a set plan to get him out and that's very very important when you're considering uh, players like probably amla who you know teams have found him out with the ball coming into um, the uh, into his legs but then that's testament to him as well the way he's handled that and um, he's emerged as one of the top run scorers but then i've gone for uh oyen morgan just like giants um purely because if you look at the person coming below him at least in my team which i'm probably sort of going to reveal but it's ms dhoni and these two guys are um very very similar in a lot of ways but also very different in uh, some other ways and they're very cool very calm both of them and if you look at uh, morgan um he also comes in as my captain now i'm going to i know i'm going to receive a lot of flack for that but we'll move that uh, to the end of the debate but then um i went for morgan for one reason being that he's a left-hander it provides a nice break uh, from the top four who are right-handers and then probably coming down a couple of more right-handers so uh, that's that's the reason i went for morgan he's been uh, the person who's changed english uh, white ball game uh, in 2015 uh, that shift it came from morgan as you said you need players who can uh, shift games and he's just shifted and the entire country's attitude towards odi cricket and um, that that's that's just um, uh, awesome and that's that's probably why i went for morgan now we have two votes for morgan one for butler and one for um stokes all englishmen i'm very happy but uh, who do you guys want to go for yeah look just a point on morgan he uh, his striker is 94 and the dot ball percentage which was a bit fascinating to me is 49.6 compared to that of butler's is 40.8 in the middle overs now i want a ba- in this batting lineup we obviously most of us would have dhoni i'm presuming uh, so you uh, butler is a player who can come in at uh, 210 for 4 and probably just to come only with five overs to go and go on hit the ball so uh, the striking abilities uh, I, i actually wanted morgan my team but i couldn't pick uh, both of them it was either of him or uh, morgan but then when you look at butler uh, i mean uh, even uh, he, he gives you the option in case someone he gives you the option to open the batting as well as we have seen in the ipl and a pretty successful opener there also give you the option of the second keeper plus he's great in the outfield so uh, looking at the combination of our team uh, the left hander thing is there for sure but just the strike rate difference is huge and uh, when you look at the scores these is 325 is not safe you uh, i mean especially in english conditions where uh, normally the scores are over 350 as we have seen england team go on to score even 400s and more than in mean, 480 in fact so butler i think has got to be in the team uh, uh, i mean in fact he was in uh, the first few names on my sheet so yeah uh, i mean and on the stokes part uh, he 
till 2015 he averages just a 20 he was post at 2016 2017 where he really came on to his terms and uh, this got 70 wickets um, i think it's the starting of shokes and if we are making this team in 2025 probably then shokes would be probably the first name on the list but uh, considering the entire decade and i have got a separate all rounder as well uh, when we talk of the comparison he falls short in that regard so yeah uh, my points on why butler should be picked uh, are these and you make yeah, a very like... very important point especially with butler's strike rate i think he has one of the highest strike rates uh, in this decade for yeah. the amount of runs he scored and the uh, average that he has uh, giant are you sort of persuaded to go with butler or you sticking with morgan there uh, no i i think uh, having a left hander is very important you know like in say in say you're playing in india and you have a left arm going to coming on i think having a left arm a left arm or the thumb in the batting lineup is very important i also think uh, ian morgan is no slouch in terms of strike rate like you know he's done it at the world cup i think he has the most record for assists in a single match so and plus he's played over 250 matches so you know over he has he's had quite a long career so you know i wouldn't really and you know it depends on batting positions he's been kind of flexible as well so i would still go with you know ian morgan i think the left hand the option itself should get him in the lineup and plus he does have the ability to hit those sixes anyway so like he's done in the past right so i would stick with ian morgan plus you know about us not played much in india as well odi cricket he's going to play like four days so yeah. what i concur How from that is morgan played though uh, in india uh, uh, assuming morgan has played more in india right yeah he has played more in india like uh, I'm not exactly sure how many ODIs he's played. He's played more exactly. than Butler. Exactly. So uh, I mean, see, if you're really talking about the length, that, then we should uh, have Ross Taylor in our team. Just the number of games. It's uh, I think he's played decent number of games. Obviously, the left-handed thing is there, but a number of games is not. I think uh, what we should consider. Otherwise, uh, like many players would right? fall short. Like it would be relevant, right? Would, Because would you would you want uh, someone to come? Uh, would you want someone to come in at 5 uh, overs to go and uh, go, uh, uh, because the with the team that we got it's pretty more often than it will be the case where they are all down uh, with only two wickets at 40 overs because they won't uh, guys like rohit sharma and kohli and hashim alam won't let the others bat a bat so you would hardly have 5 over 7 overs and who would you want in that situation a morgan or a butler yeah let's be realistic or a stokes you can't get someone who's who has a weakness against a short ball like in the death you can't have someone who has a weakness against short ball of course morgan is, like is great choice, but just uh, just the combination that we got uh, obviously the votes count uh, is what we are going for but then yeah whatever you guys want you guys make a fair yeah. point there and giant from your points what i could concur is that the left hander a uh, point is where you it sort of gives you more weightage there other than that i think a uh, butler seems like a very very good very compelling choice especially considering yeah like gorov said you know they hardly going to have any uh, balls to face down at 5 and 6 and 7 but then nikhil um, a- anything to add to that i think uh, i personally feel stoked to serve the place there I think you look, see, like Gaurav said, you know, you have Rohit Sharma, you have Hashim Mamla, you have De Villiers, Kohli. Yes, they're not going to let you bat much. So even if you come down the forty, forty-first over, it's all about taking the attack to the opposition. You know, someone who's a left-hander, someone who can, who's a clean striker of the ball. I mean, nothing against Butler, but having a left-hander in the situation just makes it more difficult for the bowlers because you're bowling to four right-handers 
we know who the four, top four are. You're going to four right-handers and then just going to left-hander. It just unsettles the bowler completely, especially when they know 360, 370 is coming, but they need to stop a 400. And I think Stokes is the man to have. We all know who our number six is, but going with number six along with Stokes would be a brilliant option. Also, keeping the mind that he can give you some beautiful overs. Having a six bowler in the one day is a blessing, especially in wickets like India, where he can vary his pace. You know, he can come and open the bowling. He can come and break break the partnership. I think it's a he's a brilliant pick. But yes, we're going to we are going to go with votes. But I think he's a brilliant choice there. Just to interject there um, now, one question that I want to ask both you and Giant is that is the option of a left-hander outweighing someone who averages 40 strikes at 120, which is a huge strike rate difference compared to someone like a Morgan or a Stokes. If you look at their records, they're not in the triple figures. So that's a huge strike rate difference there. Um, is that worth a trade-off, just the left-handedness of uh, Oyen Morgan? I think Morgan averages around 39 in ODI cricket. And again, in terms of the strike rate, like you know, he's definitely capable. He's done it again. Again, long career. He's played a lot of different situations. He can come in just in case there is a, like, you know, just in case, say, the team's 80 for 4, 80 for 5. I think I'd rather have him down there rather than Butler. I think he can definitely play. And also, he's like, uh, just taking the stats. I think he's played 20 games in India. So, he's 20 and 20 games is a good number of games. He has experience in India. So, you know, obviously, I would still stick with Morgan. And specifically, he can't hit. I don't think the, ninth, the stats reflect how, how good of a striker he is. He's a very clean striker the ball. And he's like, you know, obviously he's done it, he's proven it, and he's a proven performer. So I wouldn't doubt him totally just based on that. I think he is a clean hit of the ball. Nikhil, before you he go on that, one second. no doubt oh, that, that uh, one second is gone. a great striker. No, no, then... no, 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 no. One second, pause. Giant, go to one second, sorry. Uh, Giant said that you need someone who is an 80 for 4 in a team, which is a valid point. When a team is 80 for 4 or 90 for 4, and need someone to come and consolidate an innings and play off the 35th, 36th till the overs. Uh, my friend uh, Stokes has a better rate there than Morgan. Morgan tends to fall off in such situations while building the partnerships. You can go and check the stats. Uh, Stokes is someone who's really played, uh, scored 110 ball 70, 110 ball 80 to actually get his side through to a decent total or to get them through those to those um, low totals where England have been have struggled in the past. They haven't much, but they have, and Stokes have been very fruitful there. Nothing against Butler. He's a fine striker of the ball. Uh, someone who can, yes, can carry the team very well. Like uh, Gordo mentioned, the game in Manchester, I think England were 120 for nine, chasing 230, uh, the actual target. And along with Rashid, he played a beautiful innings to get them through for 5 0. But uh, in comparison to Morgan, I don't think Morgan has carried the team during uh, tough situations than Stokes. Gaurav, any final points before we move on to the voting for this uh, all important number five spot? Look, yeah, look, uh, all our gentlemen made some real great points, and Morgan for sure, is a great striker of the ball. That's where the difference lies. I mean, even after all that, you see the difference that just goes on to show how much more dangerous Butler can be. Because if you're, if you're having a guy who strikes so cleanly, still averages 94, and then you have a guy who averages, uh, sorry, strikes at 120, that's a huge, huge difference. Uh, I think, and moreover, ODI cricket is just not played in India. So, uh, I mean, just a point, keep backing uh, that how many play games he has played in India. I, most of the pitches these days, whether it's Australia, England or India, actually, at least in ODIs are pretty much similar. So, if it was test match cricket, definitely you should have considered the conditions because ODI cricket these days, be it Sri Lanka or Bangladesh or anywhere in the world, the pitches are most more often they're not batting friendly. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely rooting for Butler. I 
desperately want him in my my team and yeah uh, let's see how it goes it's it's uh, it's very interesting for me because all of you are fighting for an englishman for the number 5 spot so that's great for me but then we sort of have to move on further so let's get straight into the voting um giant who's your final vote for did gorov manage to persuade you into going with butler or more probably nikhil persuaded you into going with stokes or you're sticking with morgan i think uh, nikhil did persuade me to go with stokes so yeah uh, i give my vote to ben stokes All right. Okay. That's that's um, that's very. I'm, I'm I did this. not expect that. But then, yeah, Nikhil, who's your vote for? It's Ben Stokes. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, that's that's two versus. I'm pretty sure Gaurav is going for uh, Josh Butler, and so am I. Um, considering the, uh, okay. I think Gaurav's uh, points were very well made there. You know, you have to consider. um the strike rate career strike rate at number 5 with this team you you need okay, someone just to add a point uh, one more i mean uh, uh, we are definitely considering the entire decade right i mean if you you are having someone in your team who averages 20 and he's not bowling more than four overs these days he he, he has taken 70 wickets in this entire decade and he scored 2682 at 40 striking and somewhere around 90 i mean uh let's see the bigger picture it's about the entire decade and not the last 2 3 years last 2 3 years probably uh, guys uh, there are so many guys who would pick themselves if you are p- picking the current team guys like dickock and all of this sh- should probably would be ahead of amla because amla didn't have the last few years going for him but for the major- majority of this decade that's the reason we picked him so uh, i mean morgan probably was a, a, a more of a competition with butler i feel because we are talking about someone who's played the entire decade and played at that level so uh, i mean let's consider the big, bigger picture here yeah it's pretty fair to say that um, stokes for 2010 to 2019 his strongest format definitely was in odi cricket uh, apart from probably the last couple of years there um are we uh, anyone sort of willing to change their vote being persuaded to change their vote is it going any other way actually i, I think i would push to butler i think there is not thanks, thanks much of difference but but talking about the strike rate yes if i mean we all know who the number 6 batsman is going to be so assuming we have a big chase say of 373 80 your your dibbles your hamla your rohit sharma and your kohli have done their job of putting 80 to 100s but if you need a 90 80 in the last 10 I think these are the five six you'll bank it. Nothing against Stokes. I mean, my pick, I would keep him. But uh, yeah, I think I'll go with uh, Josh Butler. Nikhil's left you hanging dry there, Giant. But then no, uh, it's a very good choice, Nikhil. Um, so I think our top five as of now is Rohit Sharma, Hashim Amla, Virat Kohli, Avery Williams, and Josh Butler. That's a strong, powerful uh, top five. So now let's move on to our keeper before going. Um, To a bowlers and then coming back to the all rounders. Can we all congratulate others that all that all of us are an Englishman for number five? Uh, yeah, I mean, Adit uh, is uh, going to get us take us for drinks whenever all of this pandemic is over, and uh, this you us a drink for sure, Adit. Yeah, yeah. I, he's going to dance and bomb me, army for us. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and um, yeah so let's move on to our wicket keeper uh, giants why don't you start us off on uh, this section 
Uh, I think it's uh, I think for the wicketkeeper it's a pretty obvious choice. I think it has to be MS Dhoni. You know, uh, probably the greatest captain India has ever had in the limited format of the game. He's won the Champions Trophy. He's won the World Cup. Uh, he's also won the T20 World Cup. And at one point, uh, uh, you know, he was probably you know one of the few captains who could have had all three if India had won the T20 World Cup, for which they lost Sri Lanka obviously. And obviously, he's you know uh, the beginning part of the early part of the decade. He was an extraordinary finisher. Like you know, he finished a lot of games for India. Like it would basically be like like the game games for India would never be over until Dhoni was out. Like you could always you know just you could always just hope that you know Dhoni would take India over the line. So I feel like a very very few batsmen apart from Kohli uh, had that effect on India in this generation. And you know uh, he was also a great captain, so he has to be on the, in the team just based on his captaincy alone. And you know a very good keeper as well. You know like uh, his you know his thumpings were just extraordinary. Sometimes he just created wickets out of thin air just with thumping. So you know his keeping abilities are great as well. So you know extraordinary batsman. Um, assuming he has a good average as well, and he has he scores all runs in ODI. I think he has more than 10,000 runs in ODI as well. Towards the end of his career, uh, you know, even though his uh, hitting powers waned, you know, he still like you know started being you know played like floater for India. He kept innings together, lower strike rates, but yeah, he still you know played these good knocks and had a great career. So obviously, it has to be on his own. Fair point there. Um, if you look at his uh, strike rate though for this decade, it's 85. So that's probably one point to consider. But then uh, Nikhil, uh, is it as obvious for you the keeper position? Well, uh, it happens to be very obvious. It's one of my favorite cricketers who happens to be my captain. Uh, Mahendra Singh Dhoni, no doubt. Average is 102 while chasing. I think that's something what you need. Like uh, Gaurav was mentioning in big chases, big scores. Yeah, he's the kind of person you're along with Butler. Uh, the standard, the wavelength is just there. Uh, talking about him as a captain, I think uh, he's nothing that he's that he's not achieved as a captain. Uh, you know, he's always uh, been there for a team. Uh, let it be his team was 29 for five against Pakistan. He ended up scoring 127. His team was uh, 54 for five against Australia and Mohali. He ended up scoring 129. So that's the key of the player and how long he stands. Not to forget um, the Selcon Trophy tri-series final against Sri Lanka in 2013. 15 in the last over. You know, he stuck around with Ishan Sharma and Bhuneshwar Kumar to make sure he got the team through. For he's uh, as as a chaser, he's taken home India 47 or 49 times. I mean, that's the kind of record you want your chaser to be at. Uh, a spectacular player, 300 plus stumpings, 200 games as captain. I think there's not much you can see. Yeah, on song, 15 champions trophy as a captain, he was on song on point. You know the changes and the kind of combinations he brought. He trusted his troops, and that's what he needed as a captain. Um, like I said, you know, even in the 2019 World Cup semi-finals, India were five for three, but there was, still there was hope on one man. Who, and not to forget the way he in his last series in Australia and the ODI, he was the man of the series. He almost won them the first game with Rohit Sharma. Second and third game, he he was the match winner. He played beautifully in New Zealand, and then came the World Cup. Um, unfortunately, sad innings to the player, but I think by default, he's the captain wicket keeper for my team. I think 1929 is something every Indian would remember. But um, Gaurav, are you making making a hat trick for MS Dhoni there? Uh, yes, for sure. I think he's champion in every true sense of the word. Uh, he's been the most influential ODI player in the last 20 years. If you see uh, the achievements, the batting prowess, and the wicket keeping, the package that he brings to the table along with his captaincy is uh, just. Spectacular, spectacular to have in any any team, and uh, I think he's a much better ODI player and a ODI captain than that of the Test 
side uh, he he uh, kind of mastered the art of chasing and uh, being calm in pressure situations one of my favorite innings was when he was chasing against west sri lanka in the west indies that tri nation and he uh, they, they got to have 15 of the last over with uh, uh, i don't remember the bowler but and in fact the first ball was uh, a dot ball but then the, just the calmness that he showed it, it was ishan sharma at the other end and it was funny ishan sharma was giving him some tips he was like yeah i could uh, uh, i've done this before and bang 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 three balls and that's done yeah so look last couple of years to be honest he was uh, not the batsman that he's known for but then for the majority of uh, this decade he he was in fact the number odi batsman till 2013 and 2014 as well so yeah dhoni for me is the keeper and the captain what about I you i already though? put him down it? on my list there because yeah. uh, it's pretty obvious that dhoni is he's been a wonderful tactician of the game very few players have the kind of instinctive um, cricketing brain that he does as you all mentioned his batting prowess but yeah he's he's a straight in like i don't think there's much to discuss there um and so we can sort of move on to our bowlers before coming back to the all-rounder spot if there is one um so giants again you can start us off with your bowlers okay so my first pick would be montahir uh, i think you know he's been a solid leg spinner considering how you know this decade has been all about leg spinners i think i would go with him i think he has been one of the uh, best leg uh, spinners in this decade uh, you know in and he's one of the best uh, limited over spinners as well uh he's performed well in india he's, he's done really well uh he plays you know he picks up a lot of wickets for south africa and he gives the attack a really good balance and moreover he leads that attack as a lone spinner a lot so which i find which i think is very important for a spinner which i think is very a uh, good quality for a spinner i find that you know a, a spinner who can just like you know come in and just bowl without having another spinner to help him out i think that's great and you know he bowls very he complements the south african bowlers very well as well he keeps it you know he pretty aggressive he keeps it he attacks them a lot so you know since south africa keep tight generally in the beginning you know he comes and picks up a lot of wickets so i think he has to be there in the lineup and then i took justin dumra i think justin dumra has only played like you know for four five years in this decade uh, he's already had over 100 wickets and you know i think that's something which is you know i know this is a team for a decade but someone has picked up 100 wickets just over like over the last four five years i think that's something certainly and not has he's not he's been rested a lot as well So for someone who's been rested throughout uh, and who hasn't had the continuity, I think that's something which is, is, which is really good. And he makes the batsman uncomfortable. He has those amazing yorkers, you know, which is just actually which is very important. He's also pretty good with the new ball as well. Uh, my third pick would be uh, Mr. Stark. Uh, I think he, you know, gives a good left-hand option to the team. I think, you know, he also bowls those yorkers, which again is, you know, what limited limited cricket should be all about. Like, you know. You, recently like you know when you bowl when you have two bowlers who can bowl good yorkers to get over the sorted right so you know so i would have mr stark uh, he makes a lot of batsmen uncomfortable as well and he's picked up a lot of wickets as well he has like you know i'm assuming around 200 wickets this over the last over his career so you know he's he's been very good as well and the economy rate is on par with the you know just boom as well so that's it and then my fourth bowler would be uh lakshman malinga uh, so you know basically uh, if he would complete the uh, yorker trio Three great bowlers who bowl great yorkers, and Lasith Malinga is, in my opinion, the best limited order bowler ever. He, in fact, he is the best because in the beginning of his career, you know, like people couldn't play him. Uh, there was this huge law for long, you know, 
time you know in his career people couldn't play and people couldn't people couldn't like you know really like take off towards the end of his career you know hats off to him people figured him out his pace dropped but he still was very effective in world cups he picked up a lot of wickets in world cups just like stark stark as well stark has as well so you know i think this is my bowling combination and all three of them have done very well in big turns so this will be my combination Okay, so you've gone for four bowlers there. Then I'm assuming there's an all-rounder as well, which we'll get onto later. Um, Gorov, who are your bowlers? Uh, the fast bowlers are the same. It's Stark, Malinga, and Bumrah. And uh, so, and then I'll come to the spinner, which is obviously the controversial one for me. But so uh, Malinga, highest wicket taker this decade. and uh, i remember the game against england in the world cup where they were uh, defending a below par score and there was uh, this very uh, wonderful image that showed uh, uh, 90 98% in uh, in favor of england and 2% in favor of sri lanka that that poll that uh, was going on during that world cup and uh, he yeah, just turned the game, the game uh, on its head uh, he he took again a four for i think last year so he still has got that in him and yeah uh, i mean lachit malinga will go on do, uh, go down as one of the uh, all time great fast bowlers in the limited overs so malinga for sure stark again two great world cups highest wicket taker in both the world cups uh, left handed lethal pc fast uh, bouncers yorkers can bowl in all the uh, situations in the death overs in the middle overs as well whenever you Want a wicket and uh, just with Pumrah, uh, yeah. Look, uh, he's not played that much, but 2016 onwards, he has been one of the top wicket takers, more than 100 wickets, which is which I think is a decent sample size. Uh, and uh, yeah, he currently I think is the premier fast bowler going around in the world, probably the number one uh, when we consider all the formats. uh and yeah i think jaspreet bumrah is an interesting one we all have you know uh, tried to uh, decode the action and uh, whether it's a durable one it's a repeatable one when when you actually look at his action it's a combination of three bowlers uh, the run up pretty much looks like wasim akram shot but he generates the pace uh, very unorthodox as well that uh, wide angle that where he bowls from is pretty much like makaya antony if you guys remember mm. he used to bowl from wide of the angle and the yorker is pretty much like the great man himself joel garner pretty much dips to you and uh, so he is a package uh, now he's uh, lethal in the initial overs as well since he has started bowling those in swingers to the left handers which he earlier didn't uh, remember that game against keaton jennings uh, in the test match where he bamboozled him he was thinking there's uh, not going to be any in swinger but then yeah is continuously adding to his armory so these three are my fast bowlers pick the spinner's pick though is rashid khan now uh, now let's uh, this debate is going to be interesting uh, rashid khan versus imran tahir imran tahir has got 173 wickets in 107 innings uh, as compared to rashid khan's 133 which is just a 40 less in just the 71 games now and an average of 18.5 over uh, unmatched in the history of odi cricket with an economy of 4.16 which is the best this decade now i'm looking at transformational players right uh, i mean uh, we look at one day cricket where only four players are, are uh, allowed outside the circle so you need someone who can stop the runs and you know uh, rashid khan is a bowler where uh, 
till now after the four years that he has played international cricket and all around the world still batsmen have not managed to figure him out and still they are looking to play him out uh, so uh, it's a shame that afghanistan doesn't play a lot against the bigger teams but whenever they have i uh, even in the game against asia cup if i remember where the game was tied against india he got two wickets one was rahul where he was batting at 66 or 65 odd and the last over where he got ravindra jareja out and uh, the game was tied so whenever he's got the ch- uh, exception for, uh, against a game against england where morgan took him apart but then apart from that he's been phenomenal just the 40 difference in terms of wicket from him and imran tahir and when when we look at imran tahir last three or four years probably there even south african team at look were looking uh, more at uh, shamshi than imran tahir uh, he was not a regular member of the 11 uh so uh, imran tahir yeah look is it's a pretty tough call between him and rashid but rashid i think is the coming of the age bowler this decade he i mean from a country that he belongs to he's been able to you know uh, stamp his authority in uh, global cricket he plays cricket all around the world uh so yeah look these are my four bowlers uh, uh and this, uh, whenever we come on to the all rounders he obviously would be the fifth bowling option i think there's an interesting debate to be had there with the position of rashid khan i think i will get on to that um, after we finish with nikhil's choices yeah so my i have five fast bowlers uh four fast bowlers and one spinner i'm sorry and uh, like i'd first go to the spinner yes i would just continue from where god of left in terms of the spinner um i think i had a different difficult choice between imran tahir and rashid khan only because of the fact that one th- on imran tahir has 173 or 75 wickets and rashid has 130 but in, in less matches compared to that of imran tahir um it it is actually a very bad negative side seeing that you know he's taken so many wickets but yes you haven't seen him play against the big sides a lot mm-hmm. uh, talking about that win against tie against india he bowled beautifully he almost got ms dhoni as well in that match as ms dhoni's 200 came as a captain he he got a set rahul out and he forced jadeja to play a big shot when one run of the one of one ball was near so it really gives example the how can dc the batsman but when you look at imran tahir i think he's been one of the most entertaining spinners in the, in the game uh, 136 of his 170 wickets have come, have come in winning causes for south africa he's probably you know stopped the runs flow he's you know cut, cut it down to singles and you know built a pressure on the batsman he has been far to play season and abd villiers is big choice you know when you look playing big games you need an experienced spinner and i think uh, imran tahir is my pick um by the most lightest margin against rashid khan coming to my four fast bowlers is going to be uh, so my first fast fast bowler is a very interesting choice nobody has named him yet it's australia's mitchell johnson mm-hmm. i think just like bumrah i have tried imitating his actions so many times you know the way he bowls his bouncers the way he stares into the batsman's eye especially the way he he gave alistair cook a back time um talking about johnson 128 wickets in the decade at an economy of 4.71 given that he only played half the decade and still uh, he's one of the top five bowlers of the decade it really shows how um, great he was i think one of the most memorable spell of johnson for me would be the 2015 semi finals against india where he actually got kohli and the whole scg you know just got up to johnson the second was he got rohit sharma out rohit sharma was looking much set in that game along with ajinkya rahane and ms dhoni but uh, he broke the partnership and gave australia an upper hand in the game uh, my number 8 is going to be mitchell stark I think uh, he's been one of the best fast bowlers in the last two World Cups. Twenty-seven wickets in twenty-two wickets. I think that really speaks character and a lot of his, about his skills. Mm. His yorker as and his bounces have been at the best. 
his biggest strength has been that you know he's been the most crucial bowler even at the most difficult situations let it be they playing in india england south africa he's come there in respect of wickets irrespective of how the situation and how the wicket is seeming up to be number 9 well uh, jasprit bumrah like uh, like i think somebody else mentioned you don't have to you don't have to play major the decade to be the best he's been one of the missing links in the fast bowling unit of india uh, you know say after zahir khan we really struggle someone who can actually deceive the pace but can also be fast at times uh you can he's been mighty impressive 100 100 plus wickets uh we all remember how good he was in the world cup i think he got uh, he broke most of the opening partnership starting from hashim amla he got martin guptil out in the semi finals early he got uh, karuna ratne out early again in the game against sri lanka so he was really a key to breaking the uh, partnership and giving uh, india a great start i think he he's be, he's just been as impressive as uh, mitchell stark for australia number 10 is lasith malinga I think one of the greatest fast bowlers of the decade, uh, number three in the World Cup lists. Um, you know, even though age has been catching up on him, he's still been uh, fine with his variations. And you know, whenever his team has needed, he stepped up. I think uh, three World Cups in this decade, and he's been uh, on song in all three of them. So I think it speaks a lot about his variations and his uh, love for the game. I think another example was uh, the game against England, where the chances were in ninety-four percent to six percent, and not ninety-eight to two percent. and he actually won the game for england he got uh, four of the big wickets so and he also got stokes who was set to take england home so these are my five fast bowlers mitchell johnson mitchell stark jasprit bumrah lasit malinga and imran tahir been the lone spinner couple of observations there good star on imran tahir and his uh, 136 wickets uh, in winning causes but you mentioned that Johnson was a top five bowlers uh, in this decade. I don't think that's right. He comes in the top twenty five. I'm assuming, and uh, but I think apart from that, uh, all of us have sort of picked Bumrah, Stark, and Malinga. Now uh, I'm going with the same three because um, if you look at Stark, averages twenty point nine nine strikes at twenty five. He's been the highest wicket taker in the 2015 World Cup and in the 2019 World Cup. Um, he's he's been a superstar this decade in ODI cricket, so he uh, slots right in. If we take a look at Malinga, as you all mentioned, like he's a Yorker specialist, got that slingy action, highest wicket taker this decade, straight in. Bumrah, um, I wasn't expecting uh, to pick him initially, but then I I had to go with him considering uh, his stats. And even though he hasn't played them, uh, you know, for five years in the decade, I think those stats are pretty hard to ignore. And just the impact that he's co- uh, created for India in these five years, I think um, he slots right in as well. Um, now for my spinner. It's going to be very um, controversial, I think. I've gone with Saeed Ajmal from Pakistan. Now, if we look at Saeed Ajmal, yes, he's played five uh, uh, years in this decade, and uh, but um, he he comes in at number eight in the uh, ODI wicket takers for this decade. He averages something like twenty one point nine, economy rate of four point two four. He has um, now. he has that mystery ball and he takes a lot of wickets with the dusra i know he's uh, he got called out for his action but then i think that was a sort of mismanagement from pcb and we we all know how they mismanage players given uh, armer's recent retirement uh, but then it, i purely went for him in comparison to tahir uh, because uh, tahir is more of a um slingy bowler um you know uh, uh, not a lot of spin he's a good economical bowler and considering my all rounder choice i sort of wanted a wicket taker for my um a spin a spinner and that's why i went for saeed ajmal now 
I think the fast bowlers are set in stone. But then we have three spinning choices here in uh, Imran Tahir, Gaurav Rashid Khan, and um, the controversial Saeed Ajmal. So anyone wants to take... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so in terms of Saeed Ajmal, I just can't get over his bowling action. I think the entire... The, I mean, after I think after he remedies his action, I think he got thrashed by Bangladesh with his new and remedies action. And he just wasn't as effective. Uh, I, I don't think he got many opportunities after that. So, you know, and, and there was a lot of controversy about, you know, about his action, how he should have been called out in the first place itself. And there was a lot of question about, you know, how many wickets he's taken and with, you know, a controversial action. So I don't think uh, Saeed Ajmal, you know, while he has a lot of wickets, just based on the act, his action being called out and his wickets, you know, legitimacy of the wickets, you know, how he's taken his wicket should be counted. I don't really think I, I take your, be, I take your point yeah, there, but I, just to counter, so Saeed Ajmal was called out back in 20, uh, 2009 as well with the very same action, but then he was given the pass considering his medical condition. The uh, ICC considered his medical condition, uh, the accident that he had, but then again in 2015, he was reported and uh, this time, um, he also came out and said uh, recently that uh, if he was, um, if the PCB had handled him properly and handled his case properly and fought for his case, he would have got the pass again. So, um, and uh, if you look at, yeah, after he remodeled his action, it's very difficult for a bowler to remodel his action, especially uh, considering his age. He was around 40 when he retired. So at that at that point in time, you don't expect someone to be able to remodel their action and then be successful as well. Uh, but then he tried and that's testament to him. But I take your point there. Um, any other points for um, Rashid Khan or um, are you uh, happy with Rashid, Rashid Khan, uh, you know, I mean, Rashid Khan is an extraordinary bowler. I am a huge fan of Rashid Khan. I think, you know, I, I mean, I think just in terms of the IPL, his big bash, I think you know, he's done really well. Uh, his, I think he's, but in terms of ODIs, I think he's only played four games against the big three. And then, uh, apart from West Indies, I don't think he's played a lot against any other team. That's just, uh, sad considering how, you know, teams don't play against Afghanistan. So he lacks big match experience. And the team full of big match players, I think, uh, which could Mantahir. I think Mantahir, again, he does pick up a lot of wickets. Again, IPL itself is a testament to that. He's, you know, he's had more purple caps than Rashid Khan. And, you know, just going by data in terms of Rashid Khan's IPL performances, you know, recently players have been playing him out. Uh, you know, when they uh, they don't attack him as much, and he doesn't pick up as much wickets. Imran Tahir, since by by being a by virtue of being a leg does pick up a lot of wickets as well. He doesn't turn the ball much. He's economical, but he does pick wickets. So you know, I think Rashid Khan's lack of experience should go against him. I mean, just four games against the big three and uh, no real OTI competition apart from the West Indies. I really don't think you know he should be. No, Tahir here. Yep. Um, Gaurav, any counters? How Tahir also came from Pakistan to South Africa and had all that thing, you know, going on for him initially. So, you know, he started really late as well. So, I think that's why Tahir should be the pick of the team. You can go ahead, Gaurav. Yeah. So, uh, the points on Rashid Khan that uh, I think, Jayant, you made your point, but the, uh, Points are pretty casual in the way you said that he batsmen tried to play him out. So there's a I think there's a reason they play him out because it's his more feared. I think that's needed to be given more importance in today's ODA cricket, where I we are missing the point here that post 2015, where the rules have changed in between over over 10 and 40, where you need a bowler who even when the pitch is not turning, is effective. 
and on the playing against big big teams part imran tar is the average against india the, the three big teams india is 58 uh, australia is 40 and england is 34 so these are the top three odi sides and uh, when you so if you are going to play against uh, the big sides and then, then going to average this many uh, i don't know how much that a trade off is between rashid khan and imran tahir you need uh, we are looking at players who have uh, been after the rules have changed would be still be effective and that is the reason why south african team were looking at other options players like shamshi and other spin bowling options where, where imran tahir was because 2011 he was pretty effective as he was in 2015 but post the rules were changed he was not that effective and for sure i wouldn't want bumrah malinga and imran tahir as my 8 9 10 11 that would be a spicy batting lineup um, for the bowlers looking forward to, uh, you know three batsmen who would be fighting for number 11 who would be the number 11 because all of them are worthy for 11 or not any above so um, rashid khan gives you a pa- he, he gives you the uh, fielding option as a terrific fielder uh, gun batsman is where he gives you those 30 35 of 18 and 20 balls and uh, look uh, I, if i mean playing against big team whenever he's got up even in the odi game against india he took uh, 39 for one if i remember in a very close game so uh, this is this is not in on his hands but whatever he has got is made the most out of it on said ajmal uh, i don't i mean the bowling action as you rightly mentioned adit it was called out in 20, 2009 as well but then uh, more than the bowling option i think he he for the first part of the decade he actually was my favorite spinner but uh, and uh, i in fact he, it was a pretty close call up between him and Rashid Khan because uh, you know uh, I'm look also I'm looking at we can taking options in the middle overs where pe- uh, batsmen are feared uh, losing the wickets so but then uh, uh, I mean uh, just the uh, change of rules made him go towards uh, Rashid Khan then Said Ajmal points well made there gorov and i'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate just to spice up this debate a little bit before moving on to nick hill now rashid khan's figures yes on the face of it brilliant averages 18.54 got a ton of wickets um, playing just 70 or odi games um but then it's unfortunate that afghanistan play uh, more of the lesser teams more often rather than the big sides and um if you take a look at his record with the big sides he did very well in his first tour against india back in 2016 17 uh, if i'm not wrong but then if you look at his most recent tour um 2019 20 he averages around 65 uh, if i'm not wrong and then if you look at the world cup as well where you're playing against all the top sides in the world average 69 in the tournament um but then we'll move on to nick hill for his final thoughts before going into the voting for this spicy debate So I think you're looking at two world-class spinners, according to me. Uh, you know, you just can't talk about one world for 2019 for uh, Rashid Khan and say that you know he had a bad average and that's that's probably a some that's some something that you know gets him below Imran Tahir. Uh, note, Imran Tahir didn't have a very good uh, 2019 World Cup either. 2019, I think IPL was last when Imran Tahir had his last touch. Uh, you know, you're looking at two attacking spinners who are not afraid to toss the ball up, who are not afraid to go for it. You know, they. they really don't they don't they take their bow into their heart even if they, if they get hit for sixes they really don't matter 
So I wouldn't be surprised if either of one gets selected in the team because two are both of them are my personal favorites and uh, two such bowlers whom I've enjoyed watching. And talking about if he's played West, if Rashid Khan has played West Indies and more and India and Australia less, I think you really can't blame him as a player because he his job is to show up and take wickets and you know keep himself up. And um, I think uh, there will be there will be a time when you see Afghanistan playing the big teams more. But then for now, in the what's happened in the decade is what we can talk about and. Both of them are wonderful spinners. Um, some amazing stats, like Gaurav mentioned, which I had no clue about. Started Rashid Khan, I was really impressed with that. And obviously Imran Tahir was 130 out of 170 wickets in the winning course. So, uh, in comparison, if I keep these two aside and if I bring in Saeed Ajmal, uh, Saeed Ajmal's, according to me, is is what my I felt uh, while watching him and understanding his career was. 2011 World Cup was, I think, the last where he was best. You know, he almost got such an thrice in one game, and he ended up getting in the third time in the semi-final, semi-final Mohali. So he, I think to me, he was a great bowler, but I think he just fell apart once people started picking up, even before his action was called up. You know, Virat Kohli in an interview said that Rohit Sharma and him read him as a leg spinner in the Asia Cup game. Uh, AB De Villiers in 2013, I think, cleaned him up for 70 runs in his 10 overs. And, uh, you know, he also picked him up as a, someone who bowls leg cutters and not looking as an off spinner. So I think his, his book was kind of getting opened. He is going to be uh, easy to understand, even before his action got called. In the 2013 Champions Trophy, uh, Chris Gale picked him up for three sixes before eventually getting out to him. So, um, I think if you compare your spinner, I think these two have a more higher uh, chance of being there than against Sajid Ajmal. Given that his action, I mean, uh, like Adit said, you know, a quality bowler can't just change his action. But then that's the that's the beauty of a quality bowler. You you should be able to adapt your action changes and you know at least show a bit of what you were. Because if you look at Kohli as an example, 2014 Test Series was horrible for him. You know, he called that as his worst phase. But when he came back in 2018, he was brilliant. He was on song. So, um, I think that's something I look at as cricketers. And um, Rashid versus Imran Tahir, I really don't see that as a battle. I think anyone is is a threat to the opposition. Uh, one point, though. Uh, yeah, look, uh, the point about Rashid not playing much against the bigger teams. So this, we are anyway speaking a fantasy team, right? So this, uh, I mean, he has shown his worth. It's not like he's not played all over the globe. He has bowled to the top batsmen all over the world. So we want to see whether he'll be able to succeed in the top level playing against and playing in this team. And I think with the way he has performed all around the globe, uh, and so, if Afghanistan are not going to play for five more years against the big teams, doesn't mean he's he's not a good spinner even till then, uh, because it's sad for him that he plays for Afghanistan and they don't play against a big team as well. And one point, uh, he strikes at 26 compared to that of Imran Tahir's 32. So 26, that's literally four and a half overs. You're striking four and a half overs, which is a blessing in these times where you, uh, people are able to take wicket in the middle overs that really stops uh, uh, run rate and uh, makes it much more easier for the bowling team going into the last 10 overs. And he can bowl in the uh, first 10 overs as well. You've seen him bowl in the part lane uh, IPL and for Afghanistan as well. He does that uh, pretty often. So uh, I, I want players who can bowl in all phases of the game. We have picked three fast bowlers who can bowl in all phases of the game. I doubt whether Tahir can do that in the bowl in the initial overs or bowl in the last 10 overs. He, uh, you have to get the 10 overs out of him between overs 10 and 40. And that's where the real trick is because of the field restrictions. Right. So we'll go into the voting now and we'll start off with Giant since he seems to have uh, been absorbing the debate so far. We start with Giant. Uh, I'd vote for the ex- extremely experienced Imad Tahir. Got it. Nikhil? 
Imran Tahir. All right. Gaurav, who are you going for? Look, I'm uh, going to go to with Rashid. Uh, as I said, I don't want Tahir, Bumrah and Malinga as my 19 and 11. Uh, it's the ODI team. The balance needs to be there. Just, I mean, experience in terms of wickets, when we see, it's just a matter of 40 wickets and in 20, uh, 36 games lesser than him. So 18.5, that's not even, I mean, Joel Garner's average is more than 19. Uh, we're talking about the history of ODI cricket here. Uh, so uh, we're talking about the bowlers who have been the greatest in the ODI format, talk about Vakram and Malcolm Marshall, Joel Garner, all of that. And he stopped all of them, which uh, which is, I, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, it's definitely something needs to be considered, and he gives a really good attacking option down the order. So, Rashid. yeah, I think that's the point that persuaded me. The option with the bat, and considering the other three are pretty much uh, either occupying ten or eleven uh, spots. So, yeah, Rashid Khan for me. Um, do we see anyone changing their votes? I think for my playing eleven, I would like to change my vote to Rashid Khan. Because, uh, like Gaurav said, you know, I don't want three, four batsmen like similar in my so in my batting lineup in my lower middle order. It's lower order, sorry. Because you know, um, my five and six is Butler and Dhoni, and you know, these kind of players ha- can win matches if they get good support from the ten and eleven. Exactly. So if Rashid can support any one of them, they can actually win matches or enforce good totals. So I would really go with Rashid Khan. I think you know, Rashid Khan does yeah, have purple ahead. cap in the IPL. So, like, you know, he does have purple cap. He does pick wickets. Like, it's a big, it's a big, you know, sample size going to the IPL. Rashid Khan has picked, no, I mean, sorry, uh, Imran Tahir has picked, has, does have a purple cap. So, sure. and he has picked uh, a bunch of Yeah, we're not discounting Imran Tahir's case. It's just that the pose, I mean, uh, we are just missing that fact. I think you guys are kind of not focusing on that that the rules change have a lot to do. That's why ODI cricket has changed post-2015. That's the reason we are seeing big scores because batsmen are uh, more attacking more in the middle overs. That's where uh, teams... even uh, That's why India, with guys like uh, Yusuvendra Chahal and Kuldeep Yadav, succeeded until 2017 and 18 because they were able to manage... They managed to take wickets and put breaks on the scoring rates. That's where I think Rashid Khan would be more effective because he now that he's played all around the world, at least he, his economy rates, most of the games, 9 out of the 10 games, he have, uh, gets runs at lesser than 5. So even though a uh, few games where he's not picking wickets, he's, uh, he's making sure that the uh, run rates are not going uh, above six and a half. So there, in somewhere or other, he's contributing to that uh, bowling line. I saw Tahir. I think Tahir has a lower economy rate. I mean, he doesn't have a lower economy rate than Rashid Khan, but he does have a lower economy rate than, uh, you know, uh, he, than five, right? So and he's played against the big teams. And for a person who has a lower uh, economy, lower than five, it's good. And also, like, considering South Africa, right? They, they play fast bowlers. Their main, their main attacking option is their fast bowling. Even though Tahir does pick wickets, more, more or less, that I have, he has a complaint why he used to contain. Right, like even test matches, if you if you watch, like you know they, they spread out the field, for him, right? So he's not he doesn't really he's not even allowed really allowed to attack in test. So why is he going to be allowed to attack in one day internationals? Like despite that, his you know his economy is less than five. Despite playing big teams, despite you know not picking up much wickets, he has been economical as well, and he's played against the big teams. So I think you know for the greatest ODA team of the decade, you got to consider the ODAs that have more weightage, 
and rashid khan's you know you can i mean you can say like you know, i'm obviously in terms of talent he has proven it in the ipl but just in terms of the odi team of decade he's played big games he has an extraordinary he has a good economy and he doesn't and he didn't like win off like and is the age he's you know last five years he's 35 plus on top at 35 plus if rashid khan's doing the same thing then sure okay. but i don't think so Look, I think uh, yeah. Then too, we have to wait for 20 more years or 15 more years to wait, see, and and then only we can pick him in the ODI team uh, of the decade. So yeah, but economy uh, rate, but economy, he 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 doesn't even he plays in South Africa. Most of his games are played in South Africa. He plays in South Africa, man. Actually, Rashid Khan plays in Afghanistan. Rashid Khan plays in the UAE. Okay, I think okay, okay. I think we I think we'll have to we'll have to sort of stop over there. Points well made from all sides, but I think we have three votes. Thanks, thanks to Nikhil um for Rashid Khan, um and and he I think he makes our spinner for this um ODI team of the decade. Now we have one more spot left, the all important all rounder spot. And Nikhil, since you saved us a couple of times from uh, embarrassing situations, <laughs> you can start off. With your all-rounder, I think uh, my all-rounder was already decided as my number six, Ben Stokes. Um, strike rate of ninety-two point ninety-nine four. Uh, economy of six. Uh, he gets the crucial wickets out. Uh, you know he can break partnerships. He can come. He can. You know the captain can get him on to bowl even the seventh over if the opening batsmen are attacking. Can even get him on the death. He's someone who can carry carry on the innings. Is uh, someone like a Dhoni or a Butler is going around with him. He can you know still hold the ship for them. So I think a complete cricketer, someone who can bat till the end and rescue the team. Um, ben Stokes, my clear option as an all-rounder. Gaurav, who are you going for? Shakib Alhasan, I'm going for Shakib. He's uh, got the most wickets as a spinner this decade. One seventy-seven at thirty, four thousand two hundred seventy-six run at thirty-nine. Uh, I think if you combine those stats and the way he performed in the twenty nineteen World Cup. uh he he is an a great great asset for the team uh, a very cunning bowler again most days he gets you 10 overs a very good fielder uh being the captain so he gives you uh, the tactical option as well also i think you need the second spin bowling option as well uh, because like in the 2019 world cup the later half of the 2019 world cup we saw the pitches getting slower and the scores getting lower and lower Where we initially we thought the scores would be over 350, but then the semi-final was 240, and even the finals were somewhere around that score only. So those kind of pitches, you need a second bowling option. Also, uh, I mean, he, uh, here in this team, I think Shakib is that one batsman as well. Where if you're 20 for two or 20 for three, he can come in and uh, you know. Uh, take hold of the innings play longer innings where uh, like he does for bangladesh we have got players like devilius and butler who are very attacking option but then if you are struggling at 243 i know dhoni can do that as well but he, uh, dhoni uses up a lot of uh, balls in the starting of the innings where shakib uh, plays in a very phased manner and uh, maintains that strike rate as well as takes the inning forward so shakib for me Shakib and Stokes as of now giant who are you going for uh I'm going for Shakib as well you know 6000 plus odi runs uh you know he has he's an extraordinary bowler as well uh he's like one of the best all-rounders in the world so you know and obviously considering that we don't have a single right left-hand batsman in our lineup uh I think and he also comes as a bowler so like you know he he is an exceptional player 
he's done it he's done well in the world cup uh, the, the, the recent world cup he's a technical he also has an economy rate below 5 so he he will he would complement uh, rashid khan's wicket taking ability and also add tons of experience as well so yeah i would go check for rashid that's uh, great uh, nikhil i see your case for stokes um with him averaging 40 with the bat but then also averaging 40 with the ball um and considering our um make up for this side i think uh, at least for me from a personal standpoint i would want the extra spinning option in the form of shakib al hasan let's not forget um he has basically carried bangladesh cricket uh, for the longest time now he's um, averaging um close to 40 with the bat and on the lower sides of uh, 30 with the ball so that's the right side you want to be on with both regards to batting as well as bowling um also 2019 world cup let's not forget 86 average uh, third highest run scorer in the tournament uh, so he's he can obviously play all over the world there's no doubt about that and uh, i would personally pick him over stokes uh, considering he provides a spinning option and i think that would be more effective for this team rather than stokes's pace bowling option so yeah absolutely i think uh, shakib was my 12th man in this team mm-hmm. uh, shakib is my 12th man in the team and you know the only difference could be is replacing stokes and shakib with each other given that you know captain mahendra singh dhoni he likes the left arm bowling option you know we've seen how effective he is in jadeja so i think shakib would be a good option for him as well somebody you know who bowls slow left arm uh, gets those two three overs in between so i think i have no um, second thoughts in putting shakib instead of stokes there because i think if you know i remember gaurav mentioning this in the test team of the decade as well that you know if you're playing in asia i think someone like shakib would be very useful and uh, not to forget uh, he had a magical of a 2019 world cup in the ipl in terms of crucial wickets uh, he's been the number one all rounder in the odi as well so i, I have no uh, half measures in or i don't want to debate the topic of you know having why stokes or why shakib i think he's a he's a perfect all rounder there as well it is a 51 49 call on stokes shakib so i think i'm happy to have shakib there fair enough i think it was the same for me as well so shakib makes our uh, odi team of the decade and that brings us down to selecting the captain as well as the 12th man captain uh, do we have any qualms on dhoni being the odi uh, captain of the yeah. oh uh, i mean for dhoni sorry <laughs> It's it's three to one, so Dhoni is the captain. You can't even bring Morgan here, so don't even think about it. Yeah, no, that was my only counter, but uh, yeah, no, Dhoni is Dhoni is an amazing captain, and he's proved that for the longest time. So yeah, we can uh, safely move on to the twelfth man spot, and Gorov, yeah. you can start us off uh, for the segment. Yeah, my twelfth man is Trent Bolt. Uh, look, because we only have three fast bowling options as of now, so uh, we if. if and when some uh, because the most probability of a player getting injured is a fast bowler so you want a back backup fast bowling option as well trent bolt again he uh, he had a great 2015 world cup to that game against uh, australia uh, yeah australia if i feel very rip them apart and um, he has that knack of producing that match winning spells where he takes six or seven wickets for literally nothing and he's been one of the top wicket takers this decade as well so uh, trent bolt a great athlete takes some brilliant catches so perfect replacement for someone like a malinga or a stark or bumrah uh, in case uh, they're not fit or injured so trent bolt is my 12th bowling option 12th sorry fair enough chant who are you going for i'm going with ben stokes 
Okay, I mean, like you know, so obviously, uh, I prefer an all-rounder to be a twelfth man. You know, he can obviously bat like you know, Nixon said, even for team like you know, if he lose four five wickets down, he can come build innings, and also he like if they they want to play an extra batsman, they can always play batsman stocks as well. So obviously, I would, and you know, uh, I don't, I don't think I don't need to talk much about his credentials. He's an all-rounder. So he's good at all around the world. Plus, he plays his position now, and you know, he does pick up the wickets here and there. So yeah, I would go with Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes and Nikhil, who are you going for? I think Ben Stokes, someone who can hold the ship with the bat, can carry the ship ahead, and uh, a captain can use him the first ten, last ten. He's taken, he's taken the brilliant catches. So um, by far, I think my vote is for Ben Stokes. Unless the batsman is Carlos Brathwaite, he can definitely go in uh, <laughs> for the last ten overs. Ouch! 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 I mean, I saw that coming. I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's improved as an athlete since then. Uh, yeah. he, he's played wonderful cricket and I think he deserves to be the 12th man. Let's hope what uh, Sir Adit Chhabri has to say. Purely for his 2019 World Cup, I'm, I'm definitely picking him, him as my 12th man. Um, he practically won that last, fi- I mean, the final game. So, the, yeah, no, no doubts there. Stokes is my 12th no, 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 man. No, 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 no. The umpire won them, won it for England, not Stokes. Uh, or maybe he the, had a very good World Cup. But or the umpire. maybe, maybe the playing conditions agreed by all eleven teams before the tournament started. Won yeah, yeah. Tournament. we'll have we'll have a discussion on a separate. Uh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So just to recap, our team of the decade for the ODI uh, side of things would start off with Rohit Sharma, Hashim Amla, Virat Kohli, A.B. Villiers, Josh Butler, M.S. Dhoni, who will also be our captain and wicketkeeper. Shakib Alassan, Rashid Khan, Mitchell Stark, Jasprit Bumrah, and Lasit Malinga, with our 12th man being Ben Stokes. So it's been a very interesting debate, very fun debate. I really thoroughly enjoyed this. So thank each one of you for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I think this was this was really fun and really interesting to uh, get into all those debates and discussions. I think all the players uh, that we discussed were there were some amazing performances. I think this decade, so it was that's the reason uh, it was so tough to pick eleven out of those. And uh, on a separate platform, probably someday we can pick an alternative eleven, and it would be interesting to see these two teams going uh, against each other. It would be quite a match. That would be a very interesting idea. So thanks a lot, uh, Nikhil, and thanks a lot. Giant for your time. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you to STL for having me here. I enjoyed my debate with uh, God of Indifferent Aspects, like I always do, irrespective of the test or the ODI team. Uh, Yeah, and I think let's hope in the T20, if we really get a T20 team of the decade, let's not pick up a lot of England players because that gives our host the extra advantage. We surely are going to be doing that. And um, uh, on that note, Please consider subscribing if you're still watching. Uh, So thanks a lot for watching and see you guys later. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers.